This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. It's football time. Oh, I almost forgot because I was very busy thinking about the hats. <laughs> there is a hat situation on this show today on the program. There's a hat solution on the show today, Mike. How bad is my hair right now? You have no idea. Okay, so you've solved... I've solved my baldness. Baldness, <laughs> baldness cured. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Bald? Not bald. <laughs> bald? <laughs> Uh, you two are wearing a very similar shirt today after the matching withstanding victories. You we look, are. You look great today, Mike. You look fantastic, Thank Jason. You. We both got a, got a blue hue going on, which is surprising because Jason is 98% of the time a black shirt fellow. That's right. But I went a little crazy today. I'm wearing Seriously, uh, you pink, did. And, pink and purple shorts. And a backwards hat. And, and, and a little athletic shirt. Yeah. Welcome, fellow young kids. Is this, is this the midlife crisis? <laughs> he said, welcome, yellow f- fellow young kids. Yeah. Did you pull up in a vet today? Oh, yeah. Top down, <laughs> little Miata. It's a firebird. Oh. firebird. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, 101, podcasting 101 is to, you want to bring the audience into the show by describing things we see visually. That's right. That's one of the big keys. I know, Brooks, yes. you, you taught us that, right? That's the key? Oh, definitely. Brooks For also wearing a blue audio. shirt, it looks like. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. 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 You look beautiful back there, Brooks. You look so, beautiful. <laughs> no? Can we start this again? Start this again. Uh, never not working. News and notes. Fantasy forecasts. Uh, we'll get into the matchups for week two today. Starts of the week on the show. Jason, obviously, bringing his boom, boom kicker sophistication to the podcast today. How does the backwards hat feel? Oh, the backwards hat feels excellent. Feels like I've got a little bit more energy today. Um, feels like I'm ready to dunk on fools through this show. You know, I'm just ready to go. Yeah, and you're wearing, I mean, it looks all right. Looks pretty good. Thank I'm going to go is, to the pretty good side. That is the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> What's the snap situation? Do you wear the hat where you're kind of, your head size is really in between the two snaps and you have to choose loose or tight, or, or does it work out all right? I don't think so. I think You're, this you're exactly a three-button? A three-button guy. Will there be there. a mark afterwards, or are you good? I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Well, we're <laughs> done with wait. that. Twitter at the FF Ballers. If you want to follow the show, follow uh, Snapback Jason at Jason FFL. 
You're not changing your handle to Snapback Jason. No, it is at Snapback Jason now. (laughs) I did change it. Mike is at FF Hitman. I'm at Andy Holloway. And uh, you can become a part of the community at jointhefoot.com. Get a bonus weekly show. Get access to a ton of premium in-season perks. And we're making a lot of improvements for the supporters of the show. That's right. Lots of tools. The Snapshot tool, Stream Finder. Uh, you can use the Start Sit tool with up to four players. There's a bunch of benefits to supporting the podcast, and we appreciate all of the Foot Clan. It is Thursday, though, and we have yet another special segment. Never not working. Presented by Head and Shoulders Scalp Shield Technology. Available at Walmart. All right, we are always working around here. And, That's right. And what we wanted to dive into and, and really provide stats for the Foot Clan are, is, is to combat a narrative of garbage time. We love garbage time, right? Oh, the garbage man can. Well, I would say we, we brought it up not just to combat it. We but, respect garbage yeah, like, time. Well, we respect I'm saying, but what is the answer? Like, is, is garbage time really that valuable? Like th- that type of a thing. It wasn't. How much is to be found within thy garbage? Yes. Right. Yes. A lot of times you is look. Delicious? You look at a situation. You go. They're going to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So is this good? And so we wanted to give some data because we've all witnessed it. Right. Like late in games. Yes. They're of passing more. It's prevent defense. Now they're being able to move the the ball. You get the Zacherts touchdown at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah. The Blake Bortles. Um, and so we wanted to find out with data. Is it valuable to target garbage time? I'm going to go ahead and spoil the answer. It's no. No, don't chase garbage time. Here's the data. When a team, we're looking basically at the quarterback position because as the quarterback goes, most of the team follows. When a team's win probability goes under 20%, they throw 70% of their plays. You think that's awesome for the quarterback. It sounds great, but they don't actually get any more efficient per play, even though passing is far more efficient than running the ball. We looked at every quarterback over the last five years, and we set a line of, of 12 points for the final score and who lost the game. Like, And that's a because we're trying to look at a blowout. Right, where there's actual garbage time, multiple scores. Yeah. Um, only 27% of quarterbacks in those losses finished with 18 fantasy points, which is basically like one of those 12 quarterbacks you should be starting in your league. The other 75%, nearly 75%, they average 197 yards and a half a touchdown. It's not great. As a turd. Yes. I mean, you don't want to start fantasy turds. And you can look (laughs) at the Jets last week, right? The Jets, they threw the ball 59 times because they were – down for most of the second half, had that garbage time, and yet Joe Flacco finished as the quarterback 21, Corey Davis the wide receiver 31, Elijah Moore the wide receiver 52, Garrett Wilson the wide receiver 53. Throwing the ball does not make – look, if you're a bad team and you're down by a lot, you're having a bad game, you're just trying to get rescued out of terribleness, and every now and then it can happen, but the vast majority of time it doesn't, whereas in close losses – 57% 57% of quarterbacks in one score losses finished with that 18 plus fantasy points. It's more than double the rate of the 
guys in blowout losses, and they averaged 257 passing yards and one and a half passing touchdowns. So how is this applicable? What are the takeaways? One, Vegas totals matter. Look at the game lines. Look at what's going on and and try to get assets in those close games, those games that could be back and forth, and you're not sure who's going to win. Because in those like 10-point spreads, 85% of the time, the favorite team wins, and a lot of times it's going to be a, a blowout. Don't assume that garbage time will save you inefficient offense offenses stay inefficient and for, for week two this is great timing there are five games this week that basically have a 10 point spread nine and a half or ten and a half points houston denver seattle san francisco chicago green bay tennessee buffalo and atlanta against the Rams. so according to this data don't really target those teams that are going to be down big and hope for garbage time is it is it possible that i can ask for some maybe a never not working follow-up at some point on this study because i am curious how that data translates to the running back position in particular i think of the flacco situation 11 targets for Brees hall nine targets for michael carter 20 to the running backs in garbage time this data is based on will the quarterback perform for fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. So do, do you guys already have any information on the running back position? I can say that the, uh, the laboratory is already filled with many scientists who are, in fact, studying. So we, we are looking at this. Yes, we are looking at it. We are top men. So even though we have top. some data, we're never not working. Yeah, we're, we're always working over here. Okay, and that would be the scientists you employ. Yes. Got it. Well, it's sciencey stuff. It's it's really you should hear all the numbers that Jason was talking about. This is nerd stuff. I don't know if you quiet if you listen close, <laughs> you can hear the beakers right now. They are boiling. Work is getting done. Okay. That's good. I a lot of chemicals involved in this data. Yes. Get up to a hundred percent dandruff protection that is never not working with head and shoulders scalp shield technology available at Walmart.com. Use it every time you shampoo to see the difference. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Keenan Allen officially out for Thursday Night Football with the hamstring injury. Yeah. There, there is a silver mm -hmm. lining of sorts to this yes. situation. If it was Sunday, maybe he tries to get back too fast. Mm -hmm. Now you have – he'll be absent tonight, but you have a, a full 10 days. They were optimistic about MRI results. I think there's a really good chance Keenan Allen returns for week three against Jason on my team. Yeah. I, I Which is why your eyes rolled, and I knew it immediately. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I just want him to get extra healthy. There's a great chance he will be back. However, I do believe there's a quote coming out from Keenan Allen right now. He is, he is still telling people to play him tonight. Okay, mm. Mike. A little bit of bitterness. No, what? From years gone by? From years. I would never. Isn't that more on you? you no. Is it on me that the athlete told me to play him? Are you playing J.K. Dobbins this week? Because he, he would tell you to play him. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. And that's the second bit of news here. Didn't even know it. J.K. Dobbins returned to a full practice Wednesday. Still listed as questionable. I mean, they need. It, it's amazing watching the Ravens for now a year and a game where they just need a real running back. Not Devontae Freeman, not Latavius Murray, not Kenyon Drake, not Mike, not Mike Davis. Davis, 
They need a real running back, and will they get one this week? Yeah, uh, I I don't know if J.K. Dobbins plays this week or not. Obviously, him being a full participant in practice is leaning that direction. But the for fantasy purposes, you cannot play him in his first game back under any circumstance. I would play just about any running back out there. Once he's active, he will be a keep close eyes on him, watch his involvement, and I – you know, I, you could say, well, if he has a great game, just deal with it on the bench. But he's not going to have a great game in his first game back. Can I put it to the test? Sure. Saw J.D. McKissick on some waiver wires. Would yeah. you play McKissick over Dobbin? Yes. All right. Test completed. <laughs> you passed. DeAndre Swift did it. Oh, yep. Got me good. No. Oh. I heard Al giggle over there. He's so happy when he gets to throw the McKissick drop. I'm just so disappointed in myself. I, I guess I'm too busy trying to provide like meaningful content to the listeners that I just don't even pay attention to. You did walk right up to the, the piece of cheese under the box. I, and you were like, oh, a piece of cheese. <laughs> Snap. That's fair. That's fair. DeAndre Swift did not practice on Wednesday, ankle injury. Okay. And the team signed Justin Jackson from the practice squad. So, Mike, the- speaking of players saying that they're fine, DeAndre Swift said he's, quote, not at all concerned. Yet the team added Justin Jackson from the practice squad. Yeah, the addition of Jackson moving to the actual active roster, that's not fantastic for the outlook of DeAndre Swift. It was just Wednesday, so at least you have multiple days of practice reports that you're going to get to be able to make uh, a better decision. As of now, I mean, I'm guessing he will still go, and if he goes, I'm going to put him in my lineup, but... This is definitely a situation to watch. It's such a shame because if he is fully healthy, which obviously right now he's not, he's dealing with an ankle issue, this was such a good matchup. I think that the offensive line for the Lions is is going to be really, really good this year, and we didn't get to see it, even though he looked great in week one. Oh, he looked great. The The Eagles' D-line, is that's, that's its own situation to deal with, so I was looking forward to him smashing this week and uh this makes jamal williams a better play all right i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out here (laughs) the tampa bay wide receiver room is a hurt russell gage with a hamstring didn't practice julio jones with a knee didn't practice chris godwin with the hamstring didn't practice mike evans with a calf injury didn't practice leonard fournette a pass catcher one of the primary ones that is available for tom brady Limited with the hamstring, he is practicing today. But now, do we have we have practice reports for today then as well? And Julio is not out there. Yeah, Evans and Julio are not out there. I mean, this is this is problematic for the Tom Man. Brady start this week, is it not? Yeah, it is. Tom Brady, um, obviously, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not fared the best against the Saints. He's the never beat them interior, as, a, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah, the interior Whoa, of the really all in four. Uh, and the, and the, with, Hot stat. You have a real strength with the Saints defensive line and a real weakness with the middle of the uh, Buccaneers offensive line. If he does not have targets healthy to throw the ball to, it's it's going to be uh, a bad outing for Mr. Brady. I'm, I'm looking to pivot if I can. I mean, I'm not, um, you know, benching him for, you know, uh, uh, Jared Goff Stafford? or Marcus Mariota. But yeah, a Stafford, like Stafford a Derek Carr, um, those type of players. I will... Winston in the same game. Oh man, who we may or may not be talking about later. <laughs> well, then we'll talk about him later. There you go. Think about it. George Kittle didn't practice. Yar. 
<laughs> my groin. Oh, that had so much more built into it. it. That was not a traditional groin injury. That's a long-term groin injury. That's a sad, sad man. Najee Harris Limited says he'll play in week two. I might believe Najee on this one. Yeah. Alan Lazard returned to practice on Wednesday. Mike, are you excited to see him on the field? Yeah, I've, much more than him being you know, on the side for week one. T. Higgins Limited concussion. Made it through some of the protocol, not all of it. That's Hopeful. really, really good, though. What you look for for a player getting over the concussion protocol is just progression through the week. His mm -hmm. timeline says, you know, it, we, we don't know. It's, it's, it's unique to every person. But the timeline would indicate that he's on track to start. Cardinals wide receiver Rondell Moore remains sidelined. Zach Ertz, he didn't practice, is expected to practice in full today, according to Cliff Kingsbury. And it's worth noting. He was on a snap count in week one for the Cardinals, managed to sneak into the end zone for some garbage time, but they expect him to play a much larger role and have a much larger allotment of snaps okay. this upcoming week. And it's it's just worth noting in the matchup against the Raiders because they were, I mean, when Greg Dorch gets, what, nine targets? I believe so. There's opportunity. Let me just say that for Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown to have bigger weeks. I think that makes it difficult though of like can you start Zach Ertz or where Greg Dortch felt like a a pretty decent flyer where with that target share that he got last week and they're going to have to score a bunch against the Raiders can you play either of those guys with any confidence now not Dortch I, I I don't play either one with confidence um Kyler came out this week and talked about not getting the ball enough to to Hollywood Brown he said that the best receivers in the league get 10 plus targets every single week and that's what we need to do with Hollywood. So I, I expect him to force the ball to Marquise Brown a little bit more this week than he did last week. I expect that as well. Mac Jones returned to practice. Looked pretty healthy. Yep. Uh, TJ Watt for the defense, the Steelers, uh, he's been placed on the injured reserve list. He's out at least four games. Michael Gallup, unlikely to play in week two, but did some team drills, working his way back. They need him but I don't think you're going to start him until Dak is the quarterback. Oh, I, th I think he'll get back before Dak. I think he'll get back before Dak, but I said I don't think you're going to start him oh, as a fantasy player I got you. I until you Dak meant, is the quarterback. I thought you meant the Cowboys aren't going to start him no, until Dak no, is back. No, they, no. They'll give it their all. That makes a lot more sense. All right, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. Fantasy Forecast. The New York Jets at 0-1 take on the 1-0 Cleveland Browns. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Cleveland minus 6.5 at home. The over-under is 39.5 points. Juicy. What? I mean, this is the matchup we, we wanted when we said, hey, NFL, let's get this season going. Give me some Flacco versus Brissett. Let me just let the fireworks... Um, erupt over the field that's yeah. one dud that's someone shoots the firework up nothing explodes and everyone goes home this is like 1952 football it's not going to be good I mean Brissett is awful I'm just going to say it yeah he may be a good leader in the locker room but his skills have declined over the years every year um, he's got a 6.4 yards per attempt it's gross if you are chasing the Donovan Peoples Jones 11 targets you have things to worry about I'm not saying you can't give him a shot because somebody's going to catch some passes, but 
39 and a half point over under. Nick Chubb looked outstanding. Kareem Hunt looked outstanding. And the Browns can win this game on the ground. I mean, they can they can yeah. absolutely send Miles Garrett at Joe Flacco with great success and then win the game on the ground. I don't expect like I wouldn't start Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones uh with any sort of enthusiasm. No, I I, I wouldn't either. In, in fact any pass catcher, David and Joku, I would rather there's there's other options that I think I would rather start, maybe continue to stash him. Not Cooper, not Donovan Peoples Jones. Really there's three assets you could play from the Cleveland Browns. It's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, which are both good plays, and their defense. On the other side of the ball, there are some questions, particular, particularly in the running back room for the Jets, as well as the wide receivers. Let's start with the running backs. Michael Carter, I mentioned it, 10 for 60 last week on the ground, nine targets, uh, was on the field a ton. Brees Hall did get uh, 10 targets, and I think that will go up I think both rookies Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson for the Jets their coach came out and said basically look these guys got to grow up quick we need them and I agree I mean these are explosive players that you have to get the ball in their hands but I'm not sure this is the the um you flip the switch on Brees Hall this week no it's it's not the time because last week all those targets they were gr a great indication of future success but that doesn't necessarily mean it's this week last week that was the uh, a faster pace of play from the Baltimore Ravens, who in neutral game script were throwing the ball a ton. And this is going to be a very slow-paced Browns team running the ball, draining the clock. I don't expect that if Flacco comes out and throws it a ton, that he could even get close to his 59 attempts in this game. He's going to be inefficient with a lot of attempts. He's going to be inefficient with a few attempts. So there's not really anyone I love here I still if I've got to pick someone to play it would be Elijah Moore yes it of the Jets wide receivers it's Elijah Moore who last week it was you know seven targets but he ran 55! he ran 55 routes uh compared to the other guys who are just they're like Elijah Moore is the main guy for the New York Jets as of now I do think uh I am playing Garrett Wilson I am really? backed up against it. Oh, yes. I have a, a league where it's MVS or Garrett Wilson. I'm going to go with the young rookie who it was impressive to me. I mean, eight targets, four for 52, has some juice. I think a big play is very possible there. I don't blame anybody for shooting the shot on MVS. I think it's very close. Yep. Would you guys both go MVS over Garrett Wilson because of the matchup? I would, yes. Maybe yeah. I'll change. I don't know. Yeah, yeah just... looking into the matchups more this week, I would flip to MVS. Hmm. Maybe I will. Maybe I will, guys, by the end Maybe of the show. Maybe I won't. <laughs> the Washington Commanders, want to know. Commanders. <laughs> Taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions. Uh, at 0-1. The DraftKings Sportsbook line. <laughs> Detroit minus 1.5 at home. The over-under is 48 and a half. So, Guns Mahoney gave it his all. Still 0-1. This is the first time that the Lions have been favorites in a game since their... Is this true since yeah. November 2020 against the Panthers? Good, yes. good work, Lions. They weren't a they weren't a favorite at home at all last year. They were bad. Did you watch? Did you watch the Lions? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Riverboat Ron Guns Mahoney facing off. What's interesting about this game is it's got a high over under 48 and a half points. You have two offenses that look. Jared Goff can throw the football, and 
they could certainly be down. Uh, it should be a competitive game. Carson Wentz looked great in week one. Detroit allowed 455 total yards, third most in the league. So are there opportunities here for fantasy goodness? There are a ton of opportunities mm -hmm. here. This is a game that I, you know, I, I think I would, if I had to bet over or under, I would go over on this game because – the Lions offense looked pretty darn good week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Manders got it together as the game went on um, last week as well. So neither defense scares me, and I think both offenses have enough pieces and some exciting young, fresh pieces, some some athletes like DeAndre Swift and Jahan Dotson that can break a big play and then just have scoring go back and forth. So in this game, I love Antonio Gibson. Obviously, you're starting DeAndre Swift. But the ancillary pieces, um, Jamal Williams, I think you can play, uh, especially with the ankle injury to DeAndre Swift. And we've had a lot of de debate and discussion. I think a lot of it was on the party room yesterday. I don't remember how much was yep. on the main show about Curtis Samuel, who I think is a, is a fine start this week. I'm very excited to see what the Manders wide receiver core does this week of, I mean, all three of them came through. It was kind of a Terry McLaurin bomb touchdown that, that saved his day. Well, the rookie Dotson had the multi touchdowns, but Curtis Samuel, when, when it comes to at least just opportunities, Curtis Samuel was the one who got far more than the other players, 11 targets, four carries. And you like, it's hard to remember, but back in 2020, back when, when Curtis Samuel was on the Panthers, like after week six, he was really, really solid for fantasy purposes, finishing as a top 24 options in the vast majority of those games was brought in with, with the big contract. So I'm excited to see, does that carry over? Like you can't, you can't say for sure after week one that, that Curtis Samuel will be the guy. You can't say that Terry McLaurin will be the guy with, with just what's happening for that wide receiver core. So very excited to see how it shakes out. When it comes to my own lineup, though, I would be willing to play all three of these wide receivers as a flex type. Amon Ra, we're going to talk about him later. Oh, He's yes. a great start. DJ Chark was uh, 4 for 52 in a touchdown last week. Eight targets, of, like one of the league leaders in air yards this past week. DJ Chark is is going to be, I think, underrated and undervalued the entirety of the year and then just end up finishing in the top 36. I don't think the entirety of the year because I think Jameson Williams will get back and, and muddy the water for him. Perhaps. I think maybe until then. Okay, well, but like, we, that's a while. I mean, Jameson Williams, I think they said they're hoping for November. Okay. So that's that's forever from now. I don't care about November right now. Yeah, he's technically on the four-game IR, right? Yeah, Correct. what the, okay. the he's so, on the IR, which you can come back after four weeks, but you can stay there forever. Let's, uh, Jason, put putting your. Yeah, do you have the courage to start wins or golf over Brady? I oh baby, uh, I don't have the courage <laughs> to start wins or golf over Brady. I do think that they are streaming options uh, for someone that lost to Dak, but I, I would still go Brady over. You know, unless. Julio is gone and Russell Gage is gone and Mike Evans is gone. If the <laughs> then sure. What about TJ Hawkinson? Last question on this matchup. Ninety one percent of snaps, kind of just TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, if you've got him, there you're going to start him, and yes. you're just hoping you get a touchdown. And All you, right, and you won't. 
<laughs> and you won't. Quick break here, and then we're back with another matchup. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, Foot Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football? I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for. And the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities. And then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you will be left wishing, like all of us, that we have more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restriction supply. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 1-0 taking on the 1-0 New Orleans Saints. This game has a 44-point over-under. And the DraftKings Sportsbook line is Tampa Bay on the road, minus 2.5. I could see that line moving around quite a bit, depending on availability of the wide receivers and Leonard Fournette. Like I said, since becoming a Buck, Brady, 0-4 against the Saints. He went 375-4 last year, still lost the game. But the Saints have actually won seven straight regular season matchups against Tampa Bay, and I think it continues. This is one where, look, I'm not going to say almost upset because the line's too close. But the Saints are winning this ballgame. Wow. Book it. Okay. Yeah, I, I picked them to win as well. I think that they match up well here and that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' offensive line struggles are going to be an issue when they don't have a good, healthy wide receiver core. Now, the running game, Leonard Fournette, assuming he's healthy and he's back at practice, so I, I you know, we didn't mention it, but he kind of limped, or maybe I did we in did. the waiver we show, did. how he limped off the field, didn't come back. Rashad White feels like a must-stash guy, but um, Fournette will play, it seems, and if that's the case, he should be awesome with dump offs. I mean, you're talking about a guy who at the end of the year, I feel like he's going to be an 80 reception plus player. Okay. So Fournette, we expect to be back out on the field. Do you take the approach with the wide receivers in Tampa of active equals start Evans? Yeah. Jones. I'm yep. Sorry. I'm distracted by greatness. What? Uh, the dump truck. Oh, <laughs> Um, I, was, I wasn't sure. Oh, I it's was, great. <laughs> I, I shared a little message uh, in, in the company Slack because as Jason was 
saying how he's going to be great with dump offs. I was like Leonard Fournette, the dump truck. Oh, and he's got the <laughs> because I he's mean, got like, the junk in the trunk just, too. He, he's got the big muscular. Hold booty. on, I've got a thought on this. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, like the dump truck. Like we, yes. we Dude, deucers. Are we approving this? Deucer approved. Oh, oh my goodness. It's like we didn't. No one wanted him. Oh, who wants a dump truck? Yeah, you know, like you feel like ah, oh, it's just garbage, but it's it's delicious garbage. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean that's perfect. How it feels like this? I couldn't figure came, out what you were laughing about. <laughs> came up I a long I wasn't time ago. Sure, uh, if you go back, you can check the tape. Of course, the deucers like the dump truck. Of course, <laughs> right. but um, you you can see the smile go across my face because it it tickled it, me. It, you know, sometimes it just happens, Mike. All right, well yeah, done. Dumps like a truck. I think truck. well. I think <laughs> I think well done. Thighs like what? Deucers? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, on the other side of the dump truck, we have Alvin Kamara. Super Camario. We need him to get that star power back. Are you worried? Uh, I am not personally worried. I know he didn't hit that carry threshold, but we've we've looked back and, and seen that the elite players are the ones that don't really qualify for that threshold. We've seen Alvin Kamara be great, and I was a, a smidge worried uh, when they signed Latavius Murray. But it looks like the Latavius Murray signing is actually more for Mark Ingram, who was uh, missing practice. So if anything, this means that more work should go Alvin Kamara's way. Um, it's not a great matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a very good run defense, but thankfully Alvin Kamara can be used in the passing game. Um you know, it, it is interesting. The the one area of worry is just the question of will his how much will his passing work come down now that there's a good wide receiving core. Michael Thomas looked great. Chris Olave is great, and Jarvis Landry looked really good. He did. And the uh, I'm trying to pull up the box score here to, to remember. So this past week we saw four targets from Alvin Kamara. There was. Like there was a week where Alvin Kamara last last year, week four, he had zero targets, and that corrected itself up to eight. So I, I think that the the team will go back to him and realize that even with a even with a much better wide receiver core, Alvin Kamara is still. I I mean, you could, maybe Thomas is a better pass catcher than Kamara, but he's second best on this team at worst right now. Okay, so Andy, I know you like Jameis Winston. <laughs> yes. And this game, who who would you start, Jameis Winston or Tom Brady? If Brady has Evans and Julio and we're very confident, then I'm going to stick with Brady. I don't think it's time to pivot away in that situation yet. And, um, you know, I, I like Winston a lot this week. I think the weapons showed themselves and Kamara was banged up and you still saw a really nice second half from Winston. But let's not pretend that Tampa Bay's defense isn't very, very good. They right. were the only team to not give up a touchdown in week one. So there are there are risks with Jameis, even if you like what's going on. Um, I think a lot of people want to see what Julio can do. So I hope he's back yeah. out there. Yes. The opportunity's right in front of him. You're not going to have Chris Godwin for a while. No, it's a, it's a great uh, spot start for Julio if he plays. And then Michael Thomas would be the first man up. I tried to trade for Michael Thomas in two different leagues uh, this week. I was unsuccessful, but I do. I, I am believing more and more that Michael Thomas is just fully back. It's time for Taysom Talk. <laughs> 
Oh, oh no. welcome in everybody. No, Taysom Hill, four rounds run, four rush attempts, yeah. tight end, sweet tight end for the one and zero undefeated New Orleans Saints. Put the team on his back. I never. You I, loathe. I will. I will never play Taysom Hill. Taysom and, talk. And, and this is like this is where I have to. I will eat crow here. Of I thought it would be Adam Troutman as the pass catching tight end for this team. It was not. His blocking was too uh, too required for this team. And Jawan Johnson ran thirty two routes. He was the the pass catching tight end for this got a, team got a red zone target. So if I'm playing a tight end for the Saints, it is Juwan Johnson. It will never be Taysom. Oh, I would play Taysom Hill yeah. over Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I will play hundred out of a hundred times. I will play the guy who is running thirty two routes, not four. What about routes. the one that had the really good week for uh, fantasy? Uh, well, I'll, and and Jason. often does, and often does, often does. Who he is does paid a not. lot of? Who has paid a lot of money? He does not often have a good fantasy more week. more or less than Juwan than Juwan Johnson. Johnson. Uh, more. Far more. Um, he was I, the number three tight end on the week this week. I actually went and looked when we were uh, I'm putting together our DraftKings lineup for uh, tomorrow's uh, showdown. Okay. And I was sad to see that uh, Taysom Hill is listed as a quarterback on DraftKings, so I could not throw him in as a tight end. Cause he, Taysom Hill last year when he was not the quarterback, uh, I guess these ranks might be his quarterback finish, but I'll give you his uh, yardage. Uh, one. That's yards. One total yard. You can't say yards if it's one. <laughs> Just Please 16, cur- 32, in which he he scored in a couple uh, games. Not, yeah, that's that's what that's the yes, issue. The issue is not that I think he's going to be a volume-based play in the receiving game. That's irrelevant. It's just how many fantasy points does he score because he's used in the red zone as a weapon to score touchdowns. His touchdown you, was not a red zone last You cannot really be starting Juwan Johnson over Taysom. Yes, I can. I that, would 100% but that's because of that. hatred and anger. Yes. No. That, that's letting bias take over. No, that is because of statistical probability. The person who is out there running 32 routes, I will take that player over the one that runs four. So should we water? Yeah, but how, yeah, many, how, many, on the board. how many carries does, does Juwan Johnson receive? How I, can you not weigh that at all? Because carries are just – the. Him getting the huge play, I'm not going to bet on that. Will you bet on the 13 lifetime receptions by Jawan Johnson? The it, it was a complete sorry, flip. Sorry, it's 15 total. Okay, in his career, uh, you guys are water betting Taysom Hill, sure, Jawan Johnson. That on, put that mm-hmm. on the board. Water bet. I will stand up for math. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I think you should just stay out of the Saints' tight end. Yeah, room. I mean, that's stay fine. out of the it, tight end room. Oh, that's in New perfectly Orleans. fine. I'm just, I was trying to. No, ex- I mean, you in particular, you specifically <laughs> should get the heck out of fair. the tight end room in New Orleans. I was New just Orleans. trying to express that is the level of tight end I will play over Taysom Hill. Okay, all right. We'll be back next week with Taysom <laughs> talk. Carolina, Owen one taking on the undefeated New York Giants. The over under in this game is a forty three and a half. So, the Ben McAdoo revenge game takes place here. DraftKings Sportsbook line, New York, minus two. The Giants, in home games, have not hit the over in 12 consecutive games. And while I understand Saquon Barkley put the team on his back quite literally last week to win the ballgame, it wasn't a pretty sight on offense. It was Saquon with a huge play down the sideline and Sterling Shepard with a huge play 
um, from Daniel Jones. I know the numbers looked okay for Daniel Jones from a completion percentage standpoint, but there's so much more to the game than that. He took five sacks. Decision-making was Daniel Jones-esque. Jay, am I wrong in, no, in, the, I, in the view of Daniel Jones? I don't want to be cruel to the Giants fans who have a glimmer of hope. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can have a glimmer of hope. You got a good win against uh, a very well-coached, usually well-prepared team. Um, and I think there are, you know, there's there's reason for hope in this matchup. I picked the Giants to win and beat the Panthers. Uh, that being said, I would also take the under on this game. This doesn't seem like the offense didn't show me that they were elite for the Giants. The Panthers showed me, you know, the Ben McAdoo and yeah. just foolhardiness. McAdoo and Rule joining forces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the two worst superheroes <laughs> deciding to create a tandem. Yeah, what could go wrong? Who are the two worst? That's like, well, like Hawkeye's getting in there with. Oh yeah, you know it's like okay, whatever. Can't get it off the top of my head, but that's that's a good start. Yeah, I don't know. Hawkeye may be too. Hawkeye's really good. I mean, I feel like that was a super compliment to them. You're starting Saquon and no one else on the entire Giants offense. Is that fair? That is... I'm not touching Kadarius Tony. In yeah, fact, you... he'll hit every waiver wire if he stinks this week. That's yeah. It, just to reiterate, we talked about Tony. Do you drop him? I'm not dropping him. I'm gonna. I'll go one more week if he is still truly in the doghouse where he's just not even on the field. Kadarius phony. Then you can move on. It's it, like the giving the statement of, you know, like the Giants didn't prove anything to you on offense. It's because they have their best player at the wide receiver core not playing. They're making great decisions on that front. On and the other side. The game and it's so frustrating. On the other side, is it McCaffrey and no one else? Um, no, 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 no. I, so DJ Moore is the type of player that yeah. you need to you need to just take your lumps, put him in your lineup. We've seen this for years. Yeah, he's going to have big games. You can't always predict. You know, sometimes the matchup looks great. He doesn't come through. Sometimes the matchup looks bad, and he dominates. You just need to start DJ Moore every week. I think the real question mark in this game is Robbie Anderson. It, it was one bomb touchdown that really made his fantasy finish really juicy but he was on the field for a hundred percent of snaps full-time player eight targets eight targets so there are you, you can make an argument that Robbie Anderson is a good flex option I'm not chasing it personally but I'm watching uh, I will certainly be paying attention to the pecking order of targets in this game the only glimmer of hope with Robbie is a different quarterback but yes, he is, which, he's always flashed with big games. He was 85% snap player last year when he was a disaster. Yeah, the and I let the I let last year's disaster uh get too much in my way on like cuz my my gut reaction to this was no. I'm uh, I'm throwing that away, you know, but it's but there was eight targets and it was it was 2020 when he was an 1100-yard receiver. The the change of quarterback and the change of tendencies, I think could end up being a huge deal for Robbie Anderson. So I'm, I'm in agreement with Jason. I'm not playing him this week. I'm not chasing it, but I'm definitely watching it. If he ends this game with seven or more targets, then I think that you're, you're back to what Robbie Anderson can be played as a, as a, like a wide receiver three-ish. Christian McCaffrey had 14 opportunities. That's the fewest in a game he started since week seven of 2018. Any worries? Mm. Any worries with, did you did you say Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. 
No. No. I feel like you you acting. I feel out like you need a you need a timeout. <laughs> are you worried about the opportunities he received? I think that's a fair question. I think there are people that drafted McCaffrey at number one, yes. and are saying, "Oh no, fourteen opportunities." No, right. his if if you look at the behind the scenes numbers, routes run, snaps, he was an absolute. He was, he basically was the best running back behind the scenes. Not necessarily in in specific opportunities of touches and targets. Um, but he is full-time bell cow, major utilization, no worries for Christian McCaffrey at all. We do have some breaking news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leonard Fortnette. So our production team just completely tuned out of the show. One of them. <laughs> and went, and went, and they went all and they in. Are you joking? I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, everybody. The dump truck. New England. Oh, my god! At 0-1, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at 1-0. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, New England minus two. Over All night long. <laughs> the over-under is 40. 40. Gross. Yeah, this week of football. Hmm. Do, you, do you play Najee if he's active? Is it just kind of like yep. you, you have to, right? Yep. You, you. Sheer force of volume. And, you know... Deontay Johnson, 12 targets, 7 for 55. 55! Deontay Johnson is always in your lineup. Yep. And, and in a week where they kind of yes. they struggled on offense, they they stole the game. I mean, they really did. They stole it from the Bengals. Had, they had two chances to win. I guess the Bengals were trying to seal it back. So, whatever. It was a, a very close game. But Deontay's in your lineup. Mm -hmm. I think Pat Fryermuth, the Muth, oh, for sure. very Luth last yes. week. So Luth. Highest target share of all tight ends yep. in fantasy football, 27.6%. Yeah, it was uh, – I, I did not project the, that Mr. Trubisky would be would, – would allow him to get so loose, but he's in, man. He's, mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a top 10 play until we see otherwise. I, I know heading into the season, I was really yeah, warming were, on Pat Fryermuth. You did. Looking at those rookie numbers saying, who do I even trust in the – you know, you don't – you trust George Pickens? No. Claypool? Not really. Although he was, he got six rushes last week, so that's interesting. But from a trust standpoint, is Deontay and, and the Muth. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. On the other side, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. I think they're both very interesting this week. I think they should both be in fantasy lineups. Yeah, they're both flex options. Um, you know, you you could certainly play them in this matchup with uh, the injury that happened. T.J. Watt. Is that what you're talking about? I wasn't. Oh, you meant Ty Montgomery. I, I was talking about Ty Montgomery, but both. Would be in. Uh, why not both? Sure. Any wide receivers you're touching on the New England side? Mm, it's a no. low over under. I mean, no. if you're in a full PPR and you're desperate, I guess Jacoby. But this used to be the Brady Big Ben matchup. Yeah. Now it's to. a forty point over under, and we're not that excited. <laughs> so, and Najee is a little scary because. He's coming back in one week. He didn't play another down in that game. He looked like he was in a ton of pain. I still think you have some element of re-injury risk. Now, you're probably, if he's starting, you've got to play him. That That's the problem is... But what if you have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift's out this if, week? Are you, are you just pivoting gonna, then? Oh, if if uh, if DeAndre Swift is out, then then I could be talked into it. But if, if Swift is active and I fully expect that, then no. It's just when you have... It's who can you actually start over? Maybe you grab. Let, let maybe you, you got Jeff. If you got Jeff Wilson off of the waiver wire, if you were the winner of the uh, of that 
lottery, then I had I can d- be I can be talked into. I had that. a dream Jeff Wilson scored forty something points. Oh man. Uh, then it's going to happen. Yeah, that's I all mean, I've got to say. Dreams nice. come true on this nice. show. Um, you know, what if you? Let me give you a couple names just to test the Najee Waters inefficient, uh, bad matchup currently dealing with injury. Would you start AJ Dillon over him? Yep, oh, I would. Yeah. What about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? No. Uh, you have to do that tonight. Would uh, you? Would you do that tonight? I'm not that worried about Najee not playing, if that is the thing making the no, difference. No, I'm but, saying just yeah. better fantasy output this week. Oof, that's that's a really tough and, call. And, and based on where you uh, where these players went in drafts, it's it's realistic that you could have Antonio Gibson. I would start yeah, Gibson no, I, over Najee as well. I would. I would start Clyde over Najee. <clears throat> okay. Anything else from this matchup you guys want to talk about? Please no. The Indianapolis Colts who are 0-0-1, travel to Jacksonville to play the 0-1 Jaguars. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Indianapolis minus 3.5. The over-under is 45. Andy's almost upset of the week. I know I've accomplished my goal. If I get a certain expression on Jason's face, I got a certain expression on Jason's face. I, I was just uh, I don't sur- mind it. Uh, no, I, I don't mind it either. I was just surprised. I haven't heard you um, talk up the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what did you see that, that's making you feel like this matchup will be uh, closer? Was it more anti-Colts or pro-Jags? It's more disappointed in what I saw from the Colts offense. Uh, Frank Reich has never won a game in Jacksonville before, 0-4. What? And Man, uh, hot stats getting me today. Yeah. I did not <laughs> get, know. Getting slammed <laughs> by the hot stats. But the you know, this should be a, a more exciting game for fantasy purposes. The over under is forty five. I like what I saw from Kirk and James Robinson and Travis Etienne. And even the peripheral targets that move the football down the field to give Jacksonville a chance to score. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Marvin Jones, they have weapons. And Doug Peterson is at least some stability in what you're going to get on offense. So I think Jacksonville will keep up. Matt Ryan was not impressive to me. That doesn't mean you are sitting his main man. Michael Pittman's going to get, what, 10-plus targets every week all year long? Hopefully. So he went 9 for 121-1 and one in week one, the wide receiver 5 overall. But the problem for the Colts' offense is beyond Taylor and Pittman – there doesn't seem to be, I don't know, fluidity, uh, continuity. I don't know the word for I it. I believe the word is talent. Ah, well, and it's a much shorter word, easier to say. And Alec Pierce, their rookie wide receiver, second round pick for the Colts. He is, I, I he's he's officially in the concussion protocol, right? Yes, because they said that he left the game and then started to experience the concussion like symptoms. I so we don't know if he is going to play. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as anyone you can trust, then yeah, it, I mean, it comes down to Pittman and Taylor. And keep your eye on uh, Kylan. Kylan Grayson ended up being the the tight end who received the targets for this team. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna. Did I oh, what? Did I say his name wrong? Granson. I thought it was Granson. Yeah, it is Granson. Yes, okay. you're yeah. you are correct. Yeah, I'm not I'm not digging that far into the dumpster. Um, I just seven targets. Sure. He's, he's been just, he's been on my dynasty roster for you know the past year because of the eventual departure of Jack Doyle and just believing that 
Mo Alley yep. as a cap. And it's he's a second year player to receive that many targets in the first week. You, How many was it? Seven. Yeah. You gotta you you have to pay attention yeah. at least. Uh, not not starting him. Sure. But you gotta On keep a team an eye that on doesn't him. have a number two target. Yeah. And Naeem Hines is he was pretty good last week. Had enough uh targets. But this game, I mean, I know Andy, you're projecting the the almost upset, but last week they were down twenty to three and needed to pass the ball a lot more, and that's where Naeem Hines came in to play. I don't think this one will go necessarily that way route. That's not how I'm projecting it, so I would rather sit Naeem Hines. It's really Pittman and Taylor. Okay. All the rankings, the start sit tool, all the articles for the week thefantasyfootballers.com. Go check them out. If you need more answers, we'll be getting into the rest of the matchups on tomorrow's show. Time to move on to the starts. Starts of the week. Well, I, I'll kick it off because we, we talked about this game. I am, I'm going out on a limb with a deeper wide uh, like quarterback it. here. I like it. I don't know if I've done it before with this quarterback, but Jameis Winston is going to be my start of the week against Tampa Bay. Uh, I am question. I just don't know if running the football is going to be the solution. We saw Dallas kind of abandon the run. That is something teams do often against Tampa Bay. They gave up 307 passing yards per game on the road last season, and Jameis was the number seven quarterback in week one. You have three legitimate weapons in Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry and a fourth out of the backfield in Alvin Kamara, I think it's going to be pretty good for Winston this week in a bounce-back game that the Saints end up winning. Yeah, that makes sense. My start of the week is Derek Carr against Arizona. Andy, yesterday you... Uh, Send in the car. Send in the car. You coined uh, Arizona's secondary as a tertiary, which yeah. is great because they are awful. They were destroyed in week one by Kansas City. The Raiders should be able to do the same. In week one, Las Vegas ranked third in neutral pass rate, eight in pass rate over ex, uh, over expectation. And Derek Carr averaged 293 passing yards at home last year. Safe floor. He's got his new shiny weapon that nobody on the Cardinals can guard. And they have the, uh, the Raiders have an implied team total of 28.5 points, tied for second most this week. I think Derek Carr is a, uh, you know, he is one of those guys that, You'd go over Brady for I would, sure. Yeah, I would start over Brady. Mike. And, and I'm calling for a bounce-back week for Matthew Stafford. Gets oh, to play. Can't against, stop Allen Robinson. He gets to play against the <laughs> – I'm, I'm fine playing Robinson. He's playing the Atlanta Falcons, who are just torched by Jameis Winston. I know it was a second half had to come back, but Jameis looked great. 29 implied points for the Los Angeles Rams. Meanwhile, the Falcons allowed 28 points per game on the road last year. And it's it's Sean McVay coming off of a loss. The the he is one of the coaches that really bounces back. He gets his team ready after a loss. So I I think it would not be surprising to see a three passing touchdown game. And they oh, twenty nine points. They still can't run. Daryl Henderson is the primary running back. They still can't run the ball very well. I like how everybody wants to say that like it's going to be a struggle for the Rams because of the Atlanta DBs, as though. Chris Olave and Mike Thomas yeah, and no. Jarvis Landry didn't have any success last week. I, I, they have a good, uh, you know, room, cornerback room, but it doesn't mean that these guys can't find. You know, Jair Alexander is very good. Right. It worked out for Justin Jefferson. So I, I'm with you on that. 
My running back started the week as a confidence play on a player that only had eight opportunities or eight touches. Aaron Jones against the Chicago Bears at home. LaFleur coming out and saying, look, anytime Aaron Jones comes out of the game with eight touches, that's not good enough. He was electric. I think he was 9.8 a carry in this game. Um, they The transition on offense to a non-Devontae Adams offense is going to come through focusing on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So they're going to roll at home. Nine and a half point home favorites. We haven't talked about that matchup yet, but he's averaged 88 total yards, six touchdowns in four games against Chicago in the last two years. Yeah. Uh, running back, I'm going to stay uh, with the hot hand. Antonio Gibson was awesome in yep. week one. He's going to Detroit in a dome in week one. Gibson was on 64% of snaps, and his utilization was absolutely elite. And they used him correctly. Like, yeah, they were using him down the field as a pass catcher. Like, hey, seven receptions. Hey, this this gigantic fast guy has good route running and tremendous hands. Maybe we should do something. Eight about targets, it. seven for seventy-two through the air. And last week, the Lions were gashed. Five and a half yards a carry, four rushing touchdowns by the Eagles. So Gibson is a is pretty much must start to me this week. At my running back start, it is Jeff Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers. They are at home. They are nearly 10-point favorites against the Seattle Seahawks. I heard he was going to score 40 fantasy points. Yeah, we we have the dreamer dreaming over here of the 40-point I don't know how he does day. that at 2.7 a carry, but he does. <laughs> the Broncos last week just ran for 5.3 a carry. We're talking about uh, Melvante up there in Seattle. He was the one who handled all the running back duties once Elijah Mitchell left the game with the knee injury, and last year... The 49ers averaged over 130 rushing yards per game at home. That's how they want to play. The wide receiver start of the week I'm going with has the potential to sneak into the top five on the week. Yes, I believe Amon Ross St. Brown can do it yeah. against Washington. Going back to 2021, Amon Ross St. Brown, eight-plus catches, 10-plus targets in seven consecutive games. That's nonsense. That's that stat, Mike, to hit you in the face with another yeah. one, that is the fifth player in NFL history to accomplish that. It, like I said, that's nonsense. So he 32% uh, target share. Um, I, look, Washington got killed uh, from the slot by Christian Kirk last week. It's going to be really good for Amon Ra this week. Yeah. Uh, in addition to all those great stats, he's really good. Yeah. Like, uh, Amon Ra is very good. Um, at wide receiver, you just brought up a guy who, who who did great last week, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I'm taking him as my start of the week uh, versus Indianapolis. At this point, we have to consider Christian Kirk a wide receiver too. He is being targeted like a top 12 wide receiver, 91% snaps, 25% target share. He was six for 112, uh, 117 last week on 12 targets. The Colts defense is notorious for taking away the big plays, but giving it up underneath. And you just talked about. Kirk led all NFL wide receivers with uh, 10 slot targets last week. That's where he's going to thrive. I think he's just someone that if he's you on hoped your, to see it and you did. Yeah, mm -hmm. if he's on your bench, it's probably a mistake. I got Gabe Davis as my wide receiver start of the week for the Buffalo Bills. A Every four, week, forever. A 49-point over under last week, 4 for 88, and the score on 98% of the snaps and a team-high 33 routes run. Like, he was out there more than Stephon Diggs, 16.1 air yards per target. I mean, end zone targets galore for this guy. Like Jason said, Gabe Davis is in your lineup every single week, but I, even after the huge performance in week one, I, 
Twitter still seemed very split on whether or not this can be sustainable production, and I'm here to say that I believe it is. Yeah, I ha- I haven't looked this up um, because this would be ridiculous, but I just presume right now that a that a betting prop for him to score a touchdown is probably negative odds. <laughs> like at this point, you're it not even, It's just assumed he gets a touchdown. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable. My Titan start of the week. On the island game here, Gerald Everett against Kansas City. The opportunity is going to be there tonight. So excited. What is it, 54.5 over under? Mm-hmm. Is it still it there? Was. Yeah, Gerald Everett with no Keenan Allen, 75% of snaps, scored last week. And uh, it's, you know, tight ends with 20-plus routes run over two yards per route. Kelsey, the Muth, Waller, and Everett last week. So this is a, uh, a situation where... At tight end, when I'm looking beyond the big names, I want a big game as a possible outcome, and Everett fits that mold for this week. I absolutely love Everett. I would start him over my start of the week here at tight end. but Who this, I also love. Yeah, I'm going with Robert Tunyon against Chicago. This is the home opener for the 9.5-point home favorite Green Bay Packers. The Packers wide receiver core is in shambles. I think they're going to get Lazard back we hope it sounds like come it. on um but they, they he, he just couldn't connect with any of the other vets Sammy Watkins looked awful the rookies are still rookies and there's been talk about the connection between Tunyon and Rodgers when they get around the end zone I think you, you know you're you're taking a shot off the waivers at a guy who could score a touchdown and and that is going to be how Tunyon gets his fantasy points touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers in games where they score a lot so you could do worse at tight end off the waivers. And I'm giving a shout out to Tyler Higby, which I get it. It's gross. It for how little of the production he had last week, he still had twenty seven percent of the targets. It was just a really rough game overall for all Rams, not named Cooper Cup. Again, the implied team points of twenty nine and uh, I mean the stat that the the Taysom Hill people will love. Atlanta allowed over twenty points to the tight end position last week because Taysom Hill had his big uh, fluky run. But I'll take Tyler Higby out there running a bunch of routes. And when you don't have one of the big guys, you're just trying to find some volume. And if we get an eighteen percent target share, which is a massive dip for a tight end, that'd be glorious. I think Higby's got a score against Atlanta. He's the parachute tight end to me. When they sure. when they can't do anything on offense, they then turn to Higby in the in the pretend running game, but I think he can score against Atlanta. There's going to be the opportunity there beyond Cooper Cup. Uh, like I said, the rankings in the start sit tool, thefantasyfootballers.com. We do have, of course, one more segment. Jason Moore's Ironclad, Locked and Loaded, 100% guaranteed boom, boom, kicker of the week. <coughs> I'm on a journey, putting fools on a gurney, looking for a boom, boom, best bay. Better not be fronting, lest you be stunting. Go with the Rams, Matt Gay. I I caught a bay in there. Yeah, B, my, B, B, he's got the cap B, on backwards. He's my best bay. I'm look. I'm I'm on a journey to find wow. a new best bay. Boom, boom. You're a yeah, hip- Greg. Greg Joseph. Was all right last week, wasn't he? Who he cares? was great. He was the, Who cares? <laughs> Kate, 
kicker four. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I care about my kickers when I'm looking for an over on one and a half. It's all I care about. No one's even talking about him. Yeah, but did you hear this? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Makes me like Leonard Fournette a little bit more. <laughs> the dump truck? Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. But don't worry. There's another podcast tomorrow. Check out the community at jointhefoot.com, and we will be back with you then. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.